How was your How's your weekend so far? It is Saturday morning, so it has begun. Oh, right. Well, I think that, that's, that's how my weekend's going. Right, started. Good. What did you? All right. Well, good. Uh, I took yesterday off, so my weekend's been uh, going for a while here. Man. Fuck you. <laughs> well, I I wanted to. No, you took a day off. I understand that. Uh, you know, it's just a day, just a day. Uh, this past week, I saw the Warcraft movie. Did you? I did. I did. It was actually something I'd been looking forward to for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know who it's? You know who the director is? I his name's escaping me at the moment. None he's other the guy than that did other things. David Bowie's favorite son, Duncan Jones. Yes. Okay. He, he did a uh, moon and source code and some other stuff. I think. Yes. Okay. Oh right, source code. Jesus. Yeah, I never, I never saw that, but I heard it's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I saw the Warcraft movie, and it was. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I don't know that I wanted necessarily go out there and say that it was good, but I liked it. That that's I, an important distinction. It, okay, but yeah, I I don't want to make it sound like I think it was bad. I don't think it was right. bad. Uh, it, it, it kind of exists in like a weird place. It, uh, I don't think it's long enough or mm-hmm. it, it's already two hours long, right? So it's, it's already kind of like, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think maybe they wanted to avoid going into Transformers. Oh my God, this movie is three hours long. When is it going to end territory? Right. Um, but they cover a lot of stuff in this movie very like in not a lot of time is it going into a lot of like warcraft lore or so here's the weird thing and not really weird i think i can understand why they did this but this movie uh exists in its own sort of i don't want to say alternate timeline Uh, i I don't know what the what the correct term is but like uh, i guess maybe like the assassin's creed movie or a lot of video game movies it exists based on this video game universe but it is not directly tied uh, to any one thing. Um, okay. So, uh, are you are, are you familiar with with Warcraft lore at all? Um, at least through three. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the basic premise that this movie covers, and sort of the basic starting premise, well, where the games start, the original RTS games, is uh, the orcs. This this race of orcs are from another planet. And their planet is dying um, mm-hmm. for reasons that differ depending on which universe you're following. And they need to find a new planet, so they open a portal to the planet that the humans live on. Uh, and they come in there and invade to take over their planet. Uh, but the way in which the movie gets you there is basically... I mean, to their credit, like they don't, they don't spend too much time building up a ton of like backstory like the movie opens you're already on the orc homeworld and they're already like planning this invasion so it's like all right great this is like this is happening like there's none there's none of this like you know how you watch independence day right Mm -hmm. and uh it takes like 45 minutes for you to see a fucking ufo it's a good point yeah yeah and, and there's none of that in here you're you're seeing orcs and orcs riding wolves right away but they kind of like Hmm. I don't think there were any orcs riding wolves in Independence Day, though. No, well, there's tons of them in Warcraft. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Wait. Um, Yeah, I... Which is the one with the elves? Is that Independence Day or Warcraft? uh, That's both, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Um, The the night elves uh, are not in Warcraft, but I think uh, they do appear uh, in Independence Day. That's right. Uh, 
yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting because it doesn't. It, hmm, it's kind. Of, it's kind of like okay, if you were an ardent follower of Warcraft lore, or even if you just kind of like knew some of the major, major like important characters and whatnot, and then you went and saw this movie like I did, it would kind of be like reading a book of American history, and uh, George Washington is still the general of the Continental Army, uh, but he's from California, uh, and Benedict Arnold actually was a British spy, all uh, not even a spy, British general all along, uh, and never betrayed uh, the Continentals. And uh, some things happened on July 4th, uh, but the Revolutionary War only lasted for like six months and also included the entirety of the War of 1812. So it's like you kind of know what was going on, but if you don't think about it too much, it's more enjoyable, I guess you could say. I haven't thought about Warcraft lore in so long that you lost me in that analogy like maybe 15 seconds in. Yeah, it's kind of like they... I, I don't want to like go ahead and spoil the movie, um, but like the lore that exists presently... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such that it is, it's a bunch of, like, I think, retconned and, you know, whatever fell out of Chris Metzen's head and is like, oh, this would be cool. Um, check it, like, you know, Thrall's birth name, right? Thrall's the name that he was given by humans because Thrall means slave and he was a slave. But his birth name is Goel, which is a Hebrew word for, like, into the light or, like, say, you know, so, like, he, he's right. pre like, it, all this stuff is just this weird, like, pastiche of, like, various different mythologies and things anyway that like serve blizzard entertainment's purposes at any one given time like oh wouldn't it be cool if we did this so we'll do this hell the most recent wow expansion is straight up like a fucking like back to the future speculative like well this is what might have happened in an alternate timeline but it has nothing to actually do with the main timeline so like you know it's very clear that they're just sort of like and I think this movie is the same way. It's like, okay, that lore, such that it is, that we had from, like, 1993, which is basically, like, a couple mission briefings and some, like, you know, cliff notes in the side of an instruction manual. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. We're gonna, like, you know, maybe streamline it a little bit. Maybe sort of, like, adapt it for the screen and, like, make a movie out of it. Which I think, on the one hand, you know, having been a Warcraft fan for however many years, I think it would have been cool to see, like, the lore that, like... I knew being adapted for with the, like the big screen. Sure. But on the other hand, I don't know, like you'd have to make like a fucking like eight eight season long TV show to do it any right. sort of like justice. And I don't even know that like you'd be accurate, but I don't know how entertaining that would be because there's a lot of like I don't want to say necessarily dry, but like the way Warcraft lore works is there's a lot of uh, Multiple things are happening. They kind of treat it like a whole cohesive world, right? Like multiple things are happening at multiple times or at the same time, rather. You have like various different races who are doing different things and have their own sort of agendas. And they'll sort of try to, uh, you know, either involve as many of them as they can into, you know, big certain climactic events. Or they will not talk about somebody for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden they're back, and it's like, oh, I hope you remembered what this person was doing six years ago. Oh, you. Uh, because now they're here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I did like it. Um, it's entertaining. The special effects are pretty good. Um, I-, I had read some people's thoughts that it was, like, kind of trying too hard to be a serious fantasy epic, which I initially bummed me out, because part of the, one of the things I like about Warcraft is it's 
it's pretty goofy. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. really take itself too seriously. The games, anyway. There, there are serious moments, but on the whole, it's very sort of, like, uh, cartoony and sort of, like, fun, I guess you would yeah, say. Yeah, it, it has never taken itself too seriously, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and I was initially disappointed when I heard that people were like, oh, it's trying to be, like, a serious thing, like a like a Lord of the Rings or... Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, like I guess a Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, and then I saw can't, it, j- just as a two-hour kickoff movie for what could be uh, an entire series. Like that's not gonna, that's not that wouldn't have played, right? Um, but it's actually, it, it, I didn't think it took itself too seriously. There, there's some points in the movie that like were almost like it, like it had the opposite problem. Like some of the jokes just fell like kind of flat. You know, like mm-hmm. it was like okay, we're we're trying to be tongue in cheek about this certain thing or event but um you know uh you know we, we make this offhand comment and you the audience will get it uh but it's really not that funny so it, it was kind of a weird uh, sort of balance i think that at, at least as far as the you know this movie franchise is going i guess it still might be trying to find its voice so to speak um but you bring up a good point about it becoming a bigger franchise and i think based on what i've seen it's already done well enough overseas because this movie's been out in China for like a month, and that market loves it. Apparently, I it's did not like, realize that. Yeah, it's already made back. Uh, I think its entire uh, production budget, and it you know wow. uh, at the current pace that it's on, it will you know make back its marketing budget and all that kind of stuff. So it, it seems like it seems like the movie is written as written as it as you can see it today. It is very obviously like laying the groundwork for you know future stuff. And I think, I don't know if they have already started production or we're waiting to see, you know, what the numbers look like from this one, but it would, all accounts would point toward there being another one of these. Uh, so it'll be interesting to kind of see where they go from here. I'm curious if they're going to do it like, like the new Star Wars movies are, where it's like, okay, cool. We're given the, you know, given the, given the keys to this guy and mm-hmm. he's going to direct this one or girl, whatever. Um, or if they're going to like keep like, you know, they're going to have Duncan Jones do all of them. I'm not sure. That's a good, yeah, oh, sorry, I'm looking at, I, I went to boxofficemojo.com, which is okay. not a website I think I have looked at since maybe 2008. All right. And, uh, okay, it is already, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, if it came, did it come out last week? In the U.S.? Yeah, it came out on the okay. 10th, yeah. So it has done $31 million thus far domestic. Just take take a guess as to what the the foreign gross has been. Um, Keep in mind, there's a production budget of $160 million. I'm going to say $206 million. It has done $280 million. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's doing well. It's doing well. Um, that's, that's insane. That, yeah. What? That, it's, <laughs> I, so, especially in the Chinese market, um, I mean, Warcraft is huge uh, in right. that market. It, it, uh, it's so huge over there that they are the only... As far as I know, they're the only region that has... This is speaking about World of Warcraft, the MMO. Um, they're the only region that has their own... Uh, they have a special billing model because um, the I guess the gaming culture there is such that they pay... Um, like, internet cafes are still a big thing and people tend to, like, play a lot in sort of bursts where the regular monthly right. subscription doesn't make sense. So basically they sell, like... I, th- I think it's hourly. You can buy, like, blocks of hours and people will, you know, buy five or ten hours at a time and just like go really crazy 
uh, so to speak, for, like, you know, a weekend or a couple nights during the week and, like, get their, like, get their time in that way and then maybe not play for a week and a half. Um, and they came up with, like, their own custom subscription model or a payment model just for that market um, because it was, you know, big enough, I guess, to warrant it. Um, and that's one of the territories where uh, World of Warcraft has been doing really well. And, and so it, it wouldn't, it didn't surprise me when they said, yes, it's coming out in China first. Um, and it also doesn't surprise me that it's doing gangbusters over there. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of places, they, they will change their model for the Chinese market because that's what, a billion and a half people now? Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that, that's so many, that's so many people. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Ob- obviously, you know. And they're but, all playing um, Warcraft. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, uh, but but ju- just recently, over the last week, uh, I know that we, we talked about this a little bit um, offline, but uh, the, the WWE signing a Chinese, you know, a Chinese-born professional wrestler, um, you know, th- uh, that was part of a much bigger thing I discovered yesterday for them breaking into the Chinese market where there would be... Um, I guess the equivalent of if Netflix also had a, uh, I guess they kind of do now with all of their original content, um, that a, a lot of that content has moved towards an actual streaming model. And since pay-per-view is really never broken in there, which is sort of the international market for where WWE has done their bigger shows before. So they finally struck a deal with this Chinese company, PP, PPO, PPTV, something like that. So this um, is a Chinese uh, broadcaster entertainment company, not exactly. a wrestling promotion? Okay. Correct. Yeah. So it, it would be the equivalent of, like, if there were no traditional cable networks here, if WWE just struck a deal with, say, FX, and now all of their shows would be, you know, Raw, Raw SmackDown, and their pay-per-views would then be shown on, like, FX, the FX Now app weekly. Okay. Um, but that's a big... That's a big change from their traditional model or you look at you know apple with the iphone trying to break into china or something like that which i think has happened i don't know i don't i don't know anything about phones i think china is apple's second biggest market currently Mm -hmm. uh or or it's definitely their fastest growing yeah um and i think i I think it's it's still behind the u.s but it's going to overtake it soon Mm -hmm. but i haven't it's been a while since i paid super close attention to that stuff Mm -hmm. um so with the wrestling thing so it's like would this basically be the equivalent of, like, I guess having a WWE network subscription, except they just broadcast it straight to this channel? Like, are they getting the same, like, you know, okay, I'm going to tune into the wrestling channel in, you know, in China, and I'm going to see the, you know, the pay-per-view, and this is where I'm going to go for, you know. I, I think it, it would shows. be, it, it seems like if you were able to, if you were able to watch the network specials, in addition to the weekly episodes of Raw and SmackDown, you'd be able to... Or you'll be able to get that with your subscription to this like streaming network, which is really the the dream, if you will. Yes. Yeah. So like all like the network specials, like Monday Night Wars and uh, the Camp WWE, well, that I, kind of stuff. I, I meant the specials as in what was previously thought of as pay per views. Okay. Okay. I yeah. uh, that's what, yeah. That's what I wanted to know. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I could see it, on the one hand, like I think like. I don't have cable, right? I don't even have over-the-air TV. I just right. I stream everything to my house. So on the one hand, it's like, oh, this is this is cool. Like, what what is it like ten dollars a month for mm-hmm. WWE Network? Um, it, I, it's for the low low price of nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, the, you'd have to be uh, an idiot 
to buy things on traditional pay-per-view. I mean, you would. Uh, like, I wonder, like, at what point, like... I'm not at this point yet, right? But there's a certain... I guess there's a certain tipping point where subscribing to individual silos, content providers, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it, um, would be more expensive. I believe it's been referred to as the a la carte model. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we're subscribing to individual ones would like equal or exceed whatever you'd be paying a month for cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not at that point yet. I subscribe to, uh, well, I have access to uh, NHL, uh, their over-the-top streaming service, uh, MLB TV, uh, right. Hulu, Netflix, um, WWE Network, um, HBO Go Now, um, that sort of stuff. So at, H- at HBO Now is the um, is the streaming only un- one. Yeah, it's completely untethered from a cable right. subscription. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like I have access to all these things, and you know if I totaled up the monthly cost, it would be less than paying for a cable subscription that would provide access to all of those things. Um, plus, I can watch whenever I want, uh, and some of them like uh, you know. The NHL, the MLB TV, even the WWE, or really any of them, there's the uh, time shift, DVR, whatever component of like, okay, I can truly like, you know what, uh, I need to pause this baseball game and like go to the store. Okay, fine, right. come back and like resume it later. So I'm wondering at what point like, you know, even if it was I was paying the same amount as I would for cable, I would still just not pay for cable because I have more flexibility this way. But I'm wondering at what point, like, assuming this is the way that, like, most entertainment is going, like, eventually I imagine more people will adopt this model Mm -hmm. that that might be far off. But I wonder at what point, like, eh, as long as, like, the old model and the new model coexist, I wonder at what point, like, you'd have to pay a certain amount. Like, what percentage of your cable bill would, like, Uh, you have to pay for you to still not just pay for cable. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And that happens to me a little bit with, um, with individual shows. Like I, I have the most basic cable that, uh, that you could possibly get and that. And that in large part is because I, my favorite teams are all in market. So even if I were to subscribe to MLB or, or NHL, um, with the ex- you know, unless I got very creative with proxy servers, um, would not but be able to watch. But you just pay another monthly subscription for a VPN network That's... or something, and just right. continue this model. Uh, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Um, yes, I should say yeah. I'm out of market for all my favorite teams, so it's yeah, a much that's... easier option for me. I, I will say when when you make the uh, the I will say probably three four time a year hard push for me to move to Boston because you want all of your <laughs> friends near you. Really, being, just uh, my my best friends. Yeah. I could care less about the rest of them. But <laughs> all my friends are my best friends. Um, <laughs> I I am thinking. I do usually think like, oh man, I could not have a cable subscription. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> when I'm weighing the pros and cons, like pro can watch baseball without cable. Yeah, yeah. all baseball except for the Red Sox. Um, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, you know There's what? Actually... I will I will turn on the radio and listen to them there. Yeah, um, it's been I. Even when I was living in New York, the only thing I watched were sports. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have a Netflix subscription, I, HBO Go. The, it's not like I even like sit down and really go. I'm gonna watch a movie. I've been uh, 
the past like five nights this week, I've been uh, trying to or attempting to just get through uh, the 1998 sci-fi classic Lost in Space. Uh, so I've just been yeah yeah you know it's like oh okay I'm up to the part with the weird robo spiders okay I watch 20 minutes I fall asleep uh, and go through there so like that sort of stuff like if push came to shove if I didn't already have access to this uh, you know I don't know that I'd necessarily go out and buy a subscription you know I don't really I don't watch Game of Thrones um, I should I hear it's good but I don't um, so like the only stuff that like I really felt like I was truly missing were the sports. Um, you know, specifically baseball and hockey. And, I mean, they're not not—they're not super cheap, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, how much is it, like, the hockey... Let's say they're around 120 a year. And people kind of, like, hear that and, like, just watch baseball. It's like, yeah, but when I'm not paying for cable, and that's easily not, but, you know... How much do you pay a month for cable? And you have super basic? Uh, I mean, I don't know what it is compared to my... Okay, because I like also a, a bundle. Yeah, like right? my yeah. yeah my my internet and cable comes out to about a hundred bucks a month after tax. All right, so I pay uh, eighty a month. Uh, I don't know what our tiers are, but I pay eighty a month just for internet. And it's decent speeds, right? So let's say I'm saving twenty dollars a month from you. So that's after six months, I've already saved enough money to buy an MLB TV subscription and get all the DVR features. And right, I, I can watch more than just the Mets. I can watch any team mm-hmm. i get um uh the playoff games uh the playoffs are a little weird with them because like they're nationally broadcast but right yeah, there are ways to get access um so like after you know six months we're paying basically the same amount and i'm getting access to everything mm-hmm. if i wanted to watch the mets and not listen to the mets broadcast not that i would because Mets broadcast team fantastic but if i wanted to like torture myself I could tune in and listen to some other broadcast. Or, really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when Cespedes socks a dinger, just switch over to the Spanish audio for a second. And then, <laughs> you know. I, hang on. I, I do need to pause. Uh, cre- credit to uh, a friend of you and I, uh, Dan, at mm-hmm. H on Twitter. Oh, I know, I know Dan. He's a good yeah. dude. <laughs> Every so often, he will just... Um, he watches the day broadcast of baseball a lot more frequently than I do. I will, like, sort of... If if there is, like, say today they're playing the Braves, I'm actually going to go see them uh, with my dad tomorrow. Um, but I, I don't watch too much daytime TV baseball. Uh, usually just keep it on in the background while I'm doing other stuff. Right. But uh, there, there was an exchange between Keith Hernandez and, uh, and Gary. Oh, boy. Uh <laughs> I can't remember what... Uh, it was that blowout game from a few days ago. Um, oh, uh, the one that we were blowing the Pirates out? or the, Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. The Pirates. So, Keith, what a difference a day makes for these Mets bats. Gary then says, 24 hours. <laughs> Keith responds, very good, Gare. Uh, I don't think we're talking about the hot dogs. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't think it's about the ice cream and the helmets. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, they're... Um, yeah, the Mets broadcast team is fantastic. They are... They're my they're my favorite. And I that, that's kind of homery, but, like, if I'm watching... If I'm not watching a Mets game, as I'll sometimes mm-hmm. do, I'll listen to other broadcast teams, and I'm just like, wow. This is... Uh, it, it probably sounds like us doing a podcast. There's a lot of, like, rambling, yep. off-topicness, and, like, some weird dead air... Um, but the Mets team is just solid. Uh, they have yeah. a, a, a good knowledge of the game, 
they have humorous anecdotes. Uh, you know, they're 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 really good. If you yeah, have MLB TV, listen to the Mets team. Yeah, there, there was a point in 2010, 2011 where I, uh, I wish I could remember the instance, but they started taking call-ins on the air. Oh boy! But but think you know, 2010, 2011. That's just pre uh, Sandy Alderson. Yep, yep. Pre pre rebuild. Uh, but I believe a, a lot of people had not accepted that the Mets were no longer a good baseball or mm. the Mets were the Mets were very bad. The Mets are still not a good baseball team. Is That's the phrase I think you're looking for. <laughs> True. <laughs> but um, but the the announcers had all but given up, and they were just like, "Yep, yeah, fuck it." And I like that they, I like the Mets announcers very much. They don't pretend to care when they don't care. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's no feigned enthusiasm. No, a hundred percent. They will frequently. I mean, like, so perfect example. Um, they've got like I guess I think it's Chevy. Um, Chevy I think is running some ads on mm-hmm. the SNY. That SNY is the Mets um, uh, cable broadcast network. Uh, Short for Sports New York. Yeah. Um, so they're they're running some ads on Mets broadcasts, and they have this fucking... Uh, it's a little graphic of, like, a Chevy Silverado, like, towing a banner behind it, and it appears at the bottom of the screen, and, like, the truck's revving its engine. It's like... And it sits there, and it's like, you know, it's got some... Whatever offer they have on the banner. And I, I think whoever their producer is just throws it up at, like, weird moments just to fuck with the guys in the booth, because they can hear it. <laughs> So, like, you know, they'll be in the middle of, like, you know, okay, and the count is two Great. and two. Uh, Ron, what do you think of uh, Harvey's delivery here? <laughs> like, ah, oh, geez, it's still idling. Why is it still? And they'll talk about this truck for, like, you know, two, three minutes. It keeps coming back. Um, I mean, there is a baseball game happening. Uh, but what kind will... of horsepower, you think? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'll tune in just to listen to them, you know, uh, do their thing in the booth. And the, mm-hmm. the game is kind of secondary. Uh I'm I'm okay with that every now and then. They're like, yeah, there's baseball happening, but let's get real. Yeah, they do. I mean, and it's kind of funny. Like, you know, if somebody makes a bad play in the field or messes up their fundamentals, God help you if Keith is in the booth because mm-hmm. he'll take you to town for messing up your fundies. Oh, put two hands on the glove, young man. You're <laughs> not going to catch many fly balls that way. And Keith was just a flawless defenseman, as we all know. Keith, look, Keith is beyond reproach. Keith, Keith's really good. I He has a good mustache. He was on Seinfeld. Uh, back into the left. Uh, we'll probably wear the mustache. Um, this is Mets Mets broadcast. He was good. Go ahead. Speaking of mustaches, mustache Um, men. No, I was gonna say. Speaking of inside jokes, making reference to yeah commercials for SNY that people outside of like our our immediate market at the time uh, would have never seen. Who can who can appreciate a good truck graphic though? Come on. That that's a very valid point. But um, but back back to the sort of I guess the the cable model that you were talking about. I yep, yep. I just realized you know that the handful of the handful of programs I, I will pay say iTunes subscriptions for. So I watch um I watch a lot of Mark Marin show Marin. It's not particularly good. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> but um, I mean, it has its moments, and I really like the people that work on it to the point that I almost I support and watch that show because. Even even if I don't like the show or the or the creator, I like that it gets other people that I like work. Okay. And appearances I... on IFC, but like 
So I pay the $30, $40 a year for a new season, but I'm not going to... Um, but I, I did think, like, man, $40 for a fucking sitcom. At that point, I should just subscribe to IFC. But IFC is part of this other tier of 10 channels that's going to be an extra $10 a month. And I'm not going to just subscribe to... Um, Subscribe to the independent film channel for four months, then call up my cable provider and cancel it. Like, I'm going to be in forever. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, I think that's how a lot of people's cable bills get absurdly high. Like, my, da my dad called me the other day uh, talking about moving to Verizon, as he does, I think, every six months. Who does he um, have now? Uh, he has our overlords over at Optimum. Okay, my parents just called and said to me, oh, have you heard anything about Optimum? We're thinking of switching back because they're, they're on files. So. Yeah, well, you're never happy with what you... With, right. Uh, yeah, gra grass is always greener, blah, 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 blah. Um, I actually have RCN, mm. which I highly recommend if you're in the... Um, if you're looking for a cable subscription in the metro New York, D.C., or Boston areas, I think... Mm, I be think careful when you say Boston... Funny story about RCN in Boston. Okay. There's a story uh, about RCN in Boston? Yeah, if you look at a map, or if you looked at a coverage map of where RCN exists in the greater Boston metro area, uh -huh. uh, you could very accurately draw the city of Boston's borders based on where RCN coverage ends. Uh, so they're actually... They, they service... Basically the equivalent of, like, it would be like if RCN, and I think this is backwards from how it is actually, but if RCN only worked in Manhattan, and if you were in Queens, you could not get them. But this way they can say that they're in, you know, mm -hmm. New York City. Um, yeah, RCN is in Boston is, like, non-existent. They, I, I, they service, like, if you look at their coverage map, mm -hmm. <laughs> they service, like, a four-block radius downtown, and half of that is a parking garage. So everything else is just in, like, Austin, Brighton. Who's um, watching cable in a parking garage? Sorry, not Olsen, Brighton, like Newton, out that mm -hmm. way. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but they are up here, and I have looked into them, but literally the only provider I can get here is uh, Comcast. Oh, that uh, sounds which, awful. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not great. <laughs> uh, I used to, when I was on Long Island... The defeated whimper you just gave. Yeah. yeah. When I was on Long Island, I had Fios, which was Verizon's fiber offering, uh, and it was mm -hmm. fantastic. Uh, and going back to cable, especially like not only just going, not only just going back to cable, but going back to cable in, you know, an apartment. It, the apartment's not huge, it's a small apartment, but almost everything is connected over Wi-Fi because I don't have you know a fucking, you know, a wired apartment here. You're not an animal. Yeah. <laughs> um, in an apartment like with like. 43,000 other Wi-Fi networks uh, at any time. I'm looking right now. There's a Matty Carlo Wi-Fi network. That one that's sounds me. cool. Yeah, that's you. Um, um, the Real House Wi-Fi of uh, the street name. Yeah, so it's... Uh, <laughs> this I, one's oof. good. Here's a Wi-Fi network called It's Handled, which I can only assume was a spiteful name made to show his roommates, I took care of the fucking internet. Go connect. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, it, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a drop, uh, in, in, in quality, uh, and yeah, compared that... to work where I'm basically sitting on top of a fiber node, uh, mm. coming home using the internet, it's not bad, but it's not great. There are some pretty good Wi-Fi networks near. I haven't looked in a while, 
but uh, Wi-Fi networks here in the here we go. glorious world of Queens. Uh, ASUS, all caps. <laughs> all right. Is that password protected? Uh, it is. All of these are password protected except for one guest network, which I'm pretty surprised about, I should say. Though I guess a lot of people will just... yeah. There's one called PS4 Dash and then a series of letters and numbers. All right. Uh, HomeNet, all caps. And the rest just look like they were generic router names for, the, like, the router that was given to you by your cable provider. Yep. Oh, wait. There, There is one called Tord Bjorkland. Oh, I like that one. That's a good name. Capital T-O-R-D, capital B-J-O with the umlaut over it, R-K-L-U-N-D. Wow. Yeah. That guy sounds cool. Uh, maybe that's just the name of his router. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be. It, yeah, it, it I, would feel like a bit a uh, a big dick move to just name your router network your actual name. Like unless you're unless you're in college and you're looking for friends and you're like, come see me. Here's my name. Here's the room I'm staying in. Although I guess your RA would be upset with you for having an illegal router on campus. So maybe don't. Do yeah, that who broadcasts their own Wi-Fi signal? Yeah. Uh, we did not have Wi-Fi in my dorms in college. Yeah, we barely had I. Internet. Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to remember what my Wi-Fi situation was like. I think junior and senior year, I had something close to Wi-Fi. And I, uh, as I recall, and this because particularly senior year when I worked with the Computer Networking Center, routers would work fine if you got the MAC address whitelisted. But yeah. if you told someone in the network services, hey, could you whitelist this MAC address for my for my router, they'd go, uh, No. <laughs> No, we're not doing that. Well, why, I, I just want to access my wireless, you know, my internet connection wirelessly. Well, no. Uh, we had... Have you considered this option of, fuck you? Yeah, have you considered not doing that, you piece of shit? Um, I, I had my sophomore year. We lived... Uh, I don't know if you ever came and saw the, the dorm I was in my sophomore year. Uh, but mm-hmm. we were in like a, it was an eight person suite, right? And had four bedrooms and like a big mm-hmm. shared common area. And typical like college dorm, like cinder block walls. Um, not, you know, not very conducive to Wi-Fi. But the network drops were only in the bedrooms, right? So like okay. if you wanted to um, be on the internet and not in your bedroom, that was, you, you couldn't really, unless you dragged a big cable out. Uh, so what one of my roommates did was he just, um, he had, he had like a little, like, I don't know, Netgear something or other, little wireless router, um, mm-hmm. and plugged this bad boy into, uh, one of the, to the room that was closest to, um, the common room and just create a little Wi-Fi network. It kind of like, you could get it from, you know, the far sides of the, uh, of the dorm, but mostly it was for the common room. And we all thought this was great. Uh, you know, we would hide it during random RA room inspections. Uh, you know, we'd all connect to the Wi-Fi. And then um, one day, uh, I'm sitting on the uh, on the Wi-Fi there, mm-hmm. and I'm writing a paper or something like that and uh, chatting with somebody over AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. Uh, and that's oh, when I just, that. Yeah, and that's when, that's when uh, I discovered, uh, my roommate goes, oh, uh, what do you think of that song? Which I'm like, oh, that's weird, because I just mentioned this song to the person I'm talking with on AIM. I'm like, I think it's uh, it's fine. 
And then he's like, oh, well, you just said that it was blah, 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 and read back what I had typed. This is when I discovered that my roommate was also just running a packet sniffer on his uh, on his in-dorm Wi-Fi. Uh, and then I stopped connecting to the Wi-Fi in the dorm because it was a little creepy at that what, point. Th- that's not a little creepy. That's yeah. a lot. That, what? Man. <laughs> Way to ruin it for everybody. Yeah, he. I don't. Yeah, it was a little weird. Um and then, of course, like, you know, two days later, he's like, oh, I, I took it off. I fixed it. You can connect again. I'm like, that's not happening, sir. I fixed it. I no longer trust you. <laughs> no, no, no. I accidentally read all that shit to you to show that I can do whatever I want whenever I want. Um, now that I've exerted my dominance, I wanted, to, I wanted to let you know I fixed that problem. Yeah, that's kind of exactly how it came across. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah pretty much. That's... <sighs> All right. So I stopped connecting to the, the Wi-Fi there. And I just... Was, was there a name for the Wi-Fi network? Um, Can you remember the Wi-Fi network name? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but I have a couple that I think are, are probably likely. Um, yeah, but I don't remember. All right. That's uh, fair. Yeah, my I don't... Cur- my current ahead. Wi-Fi networks are named after dungeons in World of Warcraft. How much... I mean, how many networks do you have? I have a 2.4 and a 5 gigahertz oh, uh, okay. network, so just just two. Um, we were visiting some friends out in... Uh, that's actually not important. We were visiting some friends once, and uh, he goes, Oh, check it out. I'm like, you know, what's your Wi-Fi here? He's like, oh, it's uh, it's Ironforge. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool. I, I get that. I'm a Warcraft fan. I connect to Ironforge. And I, I'm a Warcraft fan. Yeah, and I, I'm looking through the network list. I say, oh, Ironforge. I said, do you guys have Karazhan too? Karazhan being another location in Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And they go, no, we don't know who that is. But it didn't show up until after we named ours Ironforge. So we're trying to figure out who the other nerds are. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. In the building. Yeah, there was Iron, mm-hmm. Ironforge and Karazhan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mine are named uh, Zulgarub and Zulaman. Zulgarub. Oh, man. I... I even remember that, and I haven't played World of Warcraft since 2005. Yeah, uh, Zolgarub was in the... Um, First expansion, I want to say? Uh, base game. It uh, was base uh, game. vanilla, yeah. Uh, and Zolomon was in the first expansion. Uh, but I, they've since been redone. So Zolgarub was a 20-man raid, uh, and then Zolomon was a 10-man raid. Uh, and then they both got reworked into five-man dungeons hmm. uh, sometime in... Uh, Cataclysm, I think it was. Um, and so it's kind of cool because they're not like, well cool, well, cool and not cool, right? Like the original 20-man version of the raid and the original 10-man version, like they mm-hmm. don't exist anymore. You can't go to them. Um, right. It's all just been like this redone thing. So like there's like loot and gear from those um, from those dungeons that are, it's just unavailable. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother has one of the, uh, there was a, the original version of Zelamon um, had uh, it was a you know like a ten man sort of like mini raid, um, and there was a built in mechanic. Uh, you basically like there's what is it six bosses right? There's four bosses that are on a timer, um, and you have like let's say you have five minutes to kill the first boss, and then if you kill him, he adds another five minutes, so on and so forth, right? And if you uh-huh. kill all four bosses before that timer expires. Um, each additional boss that you kill before the timer expires gives you an additional piece of, of loot, right? Okay, so the first boss, pretty easy to hit the timer. Second boss, 
Um, most groups can hit it if they're like at the appropriate gear and skill level. Third boss is where it starts getting tricky because you have to like have your route down and the third boss's mechanics are somewhat challenging. Um, so the third boss was make or break for a lot of groups. Um, even if you could get to the boss in time, um, if you weren't sort of on top of what you were doing, you would just run out of time fighting wow. that third boss. Mm. Or you would kill the third boss but barely have any time left to get the fourth boss. Um, and the fourth boss rewarded uh, it rewarded a unique mount. Um, it was a, it's a bear with a bunch of armor on it. Oh. Um, so my brother has one of those. I want a bear uh, mount. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, he has one of the original ones, uh, which I never got. Uh, the reworked five-man dungeon also drops a mount. It looks similar, but it's it's got a different skin. It's recolored. Um, so it's kind of interesting to like look back and like like you said, like you haven't thought about Zogarub in what like ten years. Um, about. Yeah, I can, like, if I were to log into Warcraft now, I can see somebody running around on a mount or using a particular uh, pet or whatever it is that was only available in this version of a dungeon from that, you know, ten years ago that you haven't been able to, like, actually play in the past, like, five or six years. So it's kind of interesting to see, like, oh, you know, instantly know, like, oh, this person, they've been around for a while. Or, you know, this person either paid for this or was, you know in a guild that was able to complete this challenge mm-hmm. at this point in time. So it's kind of neat to see that. Huh. I do want that bear mount. I have the recolor. It's not, not as cool. Huh. Well, there, there, there's no way for you to get it at this point, right? No, I can't. There's no, like, you can't auction house off a, a mount? Um, no, mounts are, when you acquire one, you can't resell it to other players. Um, there is... There is something in World of Warcraft called the uh, Black Market Auction House, and this was introduced a couple expansions ago, and it's this, basically... This is an authorized thing. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's actually... So there's the regular auction house, which is uh, entirely player-driven, right? That's one of the things that drives the right. player economy. Um, so, I guess, quick overview. The auction house, if I sell something for however much, right, there's a, a tax, basically, an auction house fee for listing the item and when the item is sold... Um, and the listing fee is to prevent people from, like, constantly putting up, like, garbage for, you know, like, 10 million gold or whatever, um, because the listing fee is a percentage of whatever you list it for, regardless of whether it's, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, bought or not, I think. Um, and then, like, the purchase fee. So it's a way to, like, to combat inflation within the economy, right? Because gold is just created. There's no, like, fucking, like gold standard in warcraft right there's no mint you know so it's a way to like reduce the amount of like player gold so that prices don't spiral out of control now the black market auction house but that is it's not player run it is entirely um i guess like blizzard driven and what they'll do is they'll put pieces of gear that are uh rare or otherwise unobtainable on the black market auction house for like very pricey sums i'm talking like hundreds of thousands of gold sums that like the average player is not going to have um but the idea is it's it's expensive for a reason because you know if you have let's say i don't know what the exact numbers are but let's say there's like 10 percent of the player base who has over a hundred thousand gold and then maybe only like five percent who have over you know three hundred thousand gold right like it's a way basically to take that money take that gold out of the player's hands uh, and, like, 
not put it back into the economy. Like, it's effectively destroyed because you're just paying an NPC. Um, but, like, a way to reduce the total amount of gold that, like, players have uh, as another, like, inflation, uh, uh, counterinflation tactic. Um, so to answer your question, I don't know if the mount uh, that I want has ever been there. Um, but it also would probably be a price that I'm not willing to pay. Sure. I met a man in a back alley and gave him $800 cash in exchange for this mount. Um, back in back in Missa Pandaria, there was a mount. Uh, all I wanted was this one mount. Um, it's a it's a big yak with like mm-hmm. vendors on the side, and it's got like an umbrella and a throne. Uh, it, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, that was so, the only thing I wanted, and it was something like I w- yeah. I I would like to reflect on that for. All I wanted was this mount, and then the it was the only thing I wanted. So what what did you have to do to get the mount? Uh, it it was just a, it was just a, it was expensive. Uh, it was like one hundred twenty thousand gold. Um, okay. So I, I needed to save up like, uh, after like my faction discount or whatever. I think it came to like one hundred eight thousand gold, which is it's it's kind of hard to say like how much that actually is in terms that like people who don't play WoW will understand. Um, but if you just thought of one gold as one dollar, that would mm-hmm. be a, a close approximation. Like, most characters don't have more than 10,000 gold available to them at any time. Like, just mm-hmm. because, you know, they're buying stuff. Which, I don't know, uh, you know, what, what the average amount of money that people listening to their show have. But, you know, $10,000, like, okay. Like, if you just have $100,000 just to drop on, like, a vanity item... Uh, that that kind of gives you an idea of like what how much gold we're talking about. Uh, so for like six months, I like went hardcore into like working on my like in-game professions to like mm-hmm. sell items on the regular auction house to other players, like cornering the markets on. So you saved things. up for this thing? Oh, I saved up. It took me months to save up for this thing. That's um, it was dedication. Uh, and I remember when like I finally like had enough to buy it. I was like, I wanted to give myself. I think I eventually saved up, like, I don't know, uh, 200% of whatever the price was, right? Because I didn't want to, like, bankrupt myself. And once I started, like, acquiring gold, like, you got to spend money to make money, right? Like, once you have a decent sum, it's easier to multiply that, like, right. rapidly. So I was still kind of, like, hesitant to, like, go and buy it because it was such a, like, a big amount at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once I bought it, oh, my God, this amount worth it in every... Excuse me, I'm hiccuping. again. Worth it in every way. It's so badass. I love it. Um, but yeah, I saved up for months, and I would do stuff like... Like, corner... Like, okay. One of my in-game professions was I made gems for other players, right? Jewel crafting. Um, and there was a... Uh, Just like um, in real life. Yeah. Uh, and there's a concept in, War- in World of Warcraft of a daily repeatable quest, right? Um, and it's chosen from a pool of, like, ma- let's say, like, ten quests. And it's like, okay... Um, today, uh, you're going to need to deliver three of this gem to this NPC, right? Um, at the time I was, my schedule was not set. So like there were days when like I would just be up to like three in the morning. Uh, so I'd like sign on because that's when the daily quest would reset. I would just wait to see what the daily quest was. Be like, oh, okay. Uh, today's daily quest item is, you know, five critical wild jade. I would go to the auction house, buy all the critical wild jade, buy all the uncut wild jade, cut all the critical wild jade I could, and then relist them for, like, 500% of, like, what the going rate was. And since it's, like, 3 in the morning, 
Uh, you get to know what the other players on your server who also can do this are, and like you'd have like complete control of the market for however many hours until the morning crowd woke up and like saw what you had done and like came in to undercut you. So saw like, what you had done. <laughs> so like you know, it it, it was like you get like nasty whispers from like other players in game being like oh you're buying out all my stuff and then like you're just like relisting it at a higher price it's like uh yeah uh because now i control all the supply so like yeah I can in the meantime the price the, i want yeah in the meantime what you listed for what you thought was a fair price has sold you were correct exactly and now i control it all yeah yeah oh that's cool uh oh you're just doing that it's like well if you wanted to sell it for this much gold uh you could have uh listed it at that price Oh, but somebody's going to undercut me. It's like, ah, yes, but when you're like me and you just have enough gold to just buy everything so that nobody can undercut you and realist it and name your own price. Uh, so I, I have a few people on my block list still who were not a fan of my antics during this time. Uh, but once I had that mount, oh, it was all worth it. So worth it. They blocked <laughs> You blocked them because they gave you too much grief? Yeah, I mean, like, people can... Anybody can whisper you, right? And it yeah. just, like, you know, it, it would be... It would just get to, like... You could sign on to, like, an alt, right, who's not, like, but even, like, people would know whose alts were whose after a certain amount of time. Right. Like, people who were involved in the game of playing the auction house, right, would, like, eventually know. Like, that's a game in and of itself. Um, and, like, you know, it would be, it would get to the point where, like, you know, if, if you had, like, an alt near the auction house, right, you'd instantly just get, like, a, a whisper in game of, like, oh, fuck you, or what are you get, like, you know, like, people who just, like, angry at you for doing this thing. It's, like, this is too much. I just, I just want my mount, um... And then I had my mount, and I just kept doing it, because then... I just want my mount. Acquiring currency is, is you know, fun. Mm. Um, ah, shit. Yeah. What? What happened? No, nothing. I just, um... While, while you were talking about that, I pulled up, uh... Oh, I pulled boy. up an application on my phone, and okay. I recently got a three-star item in on something. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. What yes. item was it? What item was it? It was the Goldie. What does that do? It's the uh, it's the three star weapon that you get bonus coins for every oh. fourth attack. I don't know that fucking thing. Oh goddamn it! I've got I haven't played that in a couple days. Oh well, what what are you fucking doing? Uh, I've been playing other games. Uh, On your uh, phone? That's like, no, no, no. I um, it's like my it's like my um, I'm at work or I'm commuting kind of game. Like when I'm yeah. home, like doing other stuff. Like I don't usually have my phone with me at all times, like I do when I'm like out during the day. Right. Um, so, like, I haven't, I haven't really uh, paid too much attention to it. Uh, I've probably cleared hordes of minions. Uh, we're talking about Nonstop Night, and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. It's a, it's a iOS game. It might be for Android too. I don't know. It is definitely for Android. Okay, it's definitely for Android. Thank you. Um, it, it is sort of an idle clicker, but not really. <laughs> yeah, if you if you've played idle games before, um, you can understand what they're doing here. But there's uh, this one has. Uh, areas in which player skill and like planning and thought and sort of like active participation can matter more than just like leaving it open in the background right um, so uh it's fun it's good it's very charming uh kills your battery though like just straight murder on your battery my there was definitely a time um so i'm, I'm having tons of problems with my phone re uh lately it will take, uh, yesterday I did a, oh what the hell do you call, uh, I booted it into recovery mode. Okay. Just to get it, because my, uh, my phone was no longer this recognizing. Is yesterday? Yesterday. Okay. I was watching, uh, part two of OJ Made in America. <laughs> okay. And, uh, 
I noticed that my phone was running kind of hot. I went to plug it into my, um, I have a six foot Amazon basics lightning cable okay. that has gotten a little frayed at the end. So you need to like, you know, if you, you got to jimmy it a little bit to get it to work. And after a while, I was like, this isn't working at all. Then I went to plug it into a regular Apple lightning cable and it go. wasn't, wasn't working either. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to restart this phone. Uh, about 20 minutes later, I have seen it reboot to the, uh, you know, the, I have a white iPhone success or silver. So it's the, the black Apple icon on a white background. Mm-hmm. And I would see it sort of, I would see it boot loop for maybe 20 minutes. And I went to, went, okay, clearly something's going on with this phone. Let me touch it. And it was hot to the touch to the oh point my. that I went, I went to hold it and went, ah, and dropped the phone. Cause I was not expecting like oh no. a warm device. It didn't actually burn me, but oh, I should say it burned me make so much money you i you could you could so there there's no warning on this phone saying phone may be hot uh yeah that sounds not good that sounds not good yeah i need to fucking wipe my phone but i did it again i did it like four months ago and that's ridiculous how long until uh new iphones um as tradition would have it about four months uh, if you ask anyone, the, the the newest iPhone is the iPhone SE or the 6S, depending on your form factor. Oh yeah, new it's... new phones. There there are no new phones until there are new phones. Right. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. My I don't know what I do to my phones, but I always have the weirdest issues, and it's not like I'm. I don't. You know. I am loath to use this term but as a power user uh, or as a, as a as a heavy phone user mm. i'm i'm on my phone more than the average dude um at i don't i don't know what i do to like drive the the software or the firmware like into the dirt but some cuz you'd figure well you know it's a fucking phone just restart it and like a bunch of problems w- should solve themselves mm. and it boot loops for 25 minutes that's a boot loops is that a serial i <laughs> yes it is it's uh i just what was it for? i think it was an episode of silicon valley where someone was making uh binary bits it was like alphabets only zeros and ones okay they were trying to pitch this as a startup idea. Like, to make cereal? Yes. Oh, wow. I never watched that show. Is that on HBO? Uh, I watched... Yeah, it is. It's on HBO Go. I watched the entire first season in about one sitting. It's only eight episodes. And uh, it's funny. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go go beyond that. I've also... Speaking of... You know, you mentioned, like, I may want... I may want to watch Game of Thrones. Uh, I so used that my, voice, too, I think. You did. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm Scott. I'm here to watch Game of Thrones. Mm, Scotty, um, um, Scott, Scotty Magic. I, uh, Scotty I watched Lannister, Warcraft movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, Warcraft Game Scotty of Thrones. Scotty Lannister. <laughs> Scotty always pays his debts. Uh... What were we talking about? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, you were saying I should watch Game of Thrones? Uh, I was not saying you should watch oh, Game okay. of Thrones because I have once every say two or three years ago. All right, let me let me give the show a shot, mm-hmm. and I will watch a decent amount of. I will watch a little bit of it and then fall off and just be like, mm. inevitably at that point, the HBO Go account that I have access to will have somehow booted me out. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to bother trying to get back on. I don't really care that much. 
But I've been, um, I think it's, they're currently in season six, and where I'm at now is like season two, and it is, it's an alright show. It's an alright show. It's, it's not, it's definitely not the greatest show ever made, but okay. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It's alright. I do like, in particular, the, um, the first couple of seasons, it was really pitched as, well, you know, there, there's just like a lot of fucking, you know, there's political machinations, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's the the scenes, yeah, they're in this weird fantasy world and like medieval times, right? And like, yeah, there's things, there's there's White Walkers off in the distance, but like a lot of it is just, you know, the greatest monster is man, and no one says that, thank God. Okay. Um, but I definitely watched, saw a recent episode, and someone was giving a rallying battle speech while on a dragon, and I was like, oh, so yeah, this is totally different from every other fantasy thing I've seen. Okay. Fuck you. Which I actually. I prefer that it leans into that more, just so all the people that were smug about how, like, it was a smart political show in a fa- in a fantastic world are now just eating crow. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have, there's, I mean, yeah, I, I, wa- I want to show about dragons. There's way more shows that are, try to do pointed political commentary uh, mm-hmm. than there are shows about dragons. Yeah. So, here, I, I, here is what I know about Game of Thrones. Oh, boy. From just following the political, from political from following the social zeitgeist of everyone i know watching game of thrones mm-hmm. and oh the socialism right. zeitgeist yes feel the burn oh god damn it mm-hmm. all right I, he he looks like a he looks like he could be on game of thrones have you seen game of thrones <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay For too long. Did, uh, we have been slaves <laughs> Okay, I just thought of the word "super dragon gets," and now I'm I'm dying. Wait, you've thought of what? Uh, you're familiar with the concept of a super delegate? Yes. Okay, what's well, super, super dragon? dragon gets, I, thought gets. Say, I thought you were saying like a super pack. No, 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 like a a super dragon delegate. The super dragon gets <laughs> are holding this country hostage. They're waiting for the. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna break up the kingdoms. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I forgot where what you were saying. I don't remember. Oh, it was uh, th- things that I know about Game of Thrones, having never watched Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. A lot of people are dead. Okay. The people that most people like are not dead. Okay. When you kill off a major character, everyone gets upset, and sometimes they are not actually dead. That's everything I know about Game of Thrones. That guy who's the who did the voice for that ghost in Destiny, what, uh, Peter Dinklage, he's on that, right? Yeah, Peter Dinklage. He is, is still he, on the show, as far as I know. Is he the same guy who played the the um, the midget in in Bruges? You know, I haven't seen in Bruges in such a long time. I'm like ninety seven percent sure. It can't be and, the same guy, right? I did. oh, but I don't actually know what Peter Dinklage looks like. I don't think. I ever everything I can think of that would point to being like, oh well, have you seen this or this or all things that you have not seen? Um, N- I'm not seeing him in the immediate billing for In Bruges. Oh my god, he look. Mm, I feel like this guy looks a lot like that guy. Are you saying all? all no, the that's not what I, I knew you were going to say. That that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> oh. Hold on, though. Who? Okay, sorry. Anybody listening is going to have to listen to me look up stuff on Wikipedia right now because this is bothering me that I don't know who this is. I saw the first, uh, I was actually just watching, I was watching the television. 
um, mm-hmm. and I saw the first commercial. Okay, for... now, okay, the guy from In Bruges, his name is Jordan Prentice. Okay. That's and if name. you look him up next to Peter Dinklage, they do kind of look similar. Mm. My Pe- girlfriend Peter is Dink- telling me that he was an elf, but I don't know if she means Peter Dinklage or Jordan Prentice. <laughs> okay, these guys look... Are they related? I... Dwarfist. That's all... I can't... Are you, I lo- can... are you Dwar- looking up Jordan Prentice? Look up Jordan Prentice. I'm not. Look him up. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Look both of these people up. I won't. I'm on the IMDb page for The Neon Demon, which is the new Nicholas Winding Refn movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just saw a commercial for it. It looks uh, pretty good. Are you Peter Dinklage in it? Yes, he's a supermodel. Oh, okay. Uh, I like Drive. That was him, right? Yes. It looked... It... It was visually pleasing to me in the same way that Drive struck me, but not with the same actual, like, aesthetic. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I I think I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, these guys look exactly... Well, not exactly alike, but they look like you could be related. Are you my uh, cousin? I don't know. I... Yeah, I don't know. Have you seen you've seen in Bruges? It's a good movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Well, it's a good movie. I remember I remember next to nothing about in Bruges. Really? Yeah. Colin Farrell. Uh, I've seen Colin Farrell in a lot of things. Some are good, some are bad. Phone books are not great. I feel like that was not Colin Farrell's fault. He did he did what he could. Wasn't that Sam Raimi who directed that? We're getting really off the rails here. I don't want to. I'm looking up phone booth. He, okay, things Colin Farrell is known for. Uh, Joel Schumacher. Hang oh. on. Hang on. Phone booth, 2002. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Total Recall, 2012. In Bruges, 2008. Okay. Miami Vice, 2006. Okay. He's batting a thousand as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, he was also a... in SWAT. Mm. Oh, and he was Bullseye in that first Daredevil movie. Oh, he was. He was. He was uh, the asshole in Minority Report. Uh, asshole Minority Report. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. L- little, little known Hollywood actor Colin Farrell. Yeah, he's been a lot of stuff, hasn't he? Yeah. Is he still working? Yes. Yes, he is. We were just talking about him. What's I know, but what's he doing lately? None of those uh, movies you mentioned are, are new. He was in two things last year. Uh, I mean, he did True Detective last year. And oh, I didn't he was watch okay. That he was okay. That season was all right, but not great. He is also that show was actually in... just in the last few weeks. It was announced that they would not be coming back for season three. And to me, I was like, mm, you know what? Probably for the best. Hmm. It says here he's also starring in The Lobster, a romantic science fiction thriller. Which... Sounds like Solaris, so maybe I'll just watch that instead. Oh man, I saw I saw a production poster for the original Solaris the other day. I know. I think I saw you post it, and that's why I brought it up. It's man, it's a good that, movie. Uh, it, it was a while ago. I think I don't think I've watched Solaris, and the, the this would be the 2002 George Clooney um, remake. Yeah, I really like that one. 
yeah, uh, I've seen them both, and I like them both for different reasons. Um, I think I, each each has their merits. But anyhow, the, the, so to that exact point, I brought up like, hey, I'm watching the uh, I'm watching Solaris, and someone said, "You mean the the original 1968 film, right?" Because that other one is trash. And I was like, <laughs> "I'm Jesus. listen. Uh, I enjoyed being your friend, but uh, goodbye." <laughs> On that note, goodbye.